When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay. The Knicks are back. The Knicks just won game two of round one against the Atlanta Hawks, 101-92. We're all amped up. Knicks Nation is amped up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk Knicks. All right. I'm here with my brother Kenny, my good friend, Big Baby David. We're feeling great. Big Baby David, how are you feeling? I already said you're feeling great. How else are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you got it. Got it on the first try. You nailed it. Uh, oh, feels re- feels really good, especially coming out similarly to the way they came out game one. Come out with like a a decisive win that like the last three minutes weren't stressful. It's pretty nice. Well, they're stressful, yeah. but yeah. Just it seemed like there were a lot of parallels to game one in there until the end. So there was some stress involved. Kenny, how are you? I uh I am also great. The Knicks just won their first game first playoff game in a long time. I think we said 2014, probably. So that was exciting. Uh I think I heard him say eight years. So yeah. literally the first one in my adulthood. Yeah, that sounds right. So I've, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You and I were at the last game. It did not go as well. Fun time for most of the game until the very end, but uh, did not end the way we wanted to. This game, not very fun for most of the game, and then very fun to end it. So I'm, uh, I'm, in, a, I'm in a good place right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really turned up halfway through that third quarter is when uh, we made our move. But, I mean, I guess where to start but the beginning with the the bad the first half was bad Knicks were losing 57 44 at halftime uh, I think 15 was as bad as the lead got 57 42 uh, under a minute left in, the, in that second quarter Knicks looked bad Julius Randall didn't hit a field goal in the first half I don't think That's I think he had two two points and when your best player who's averaging 24 scores two points. He's, he's well off pace of, of what he should be giving you. And he, it's not that he wasn't scoring. It's that he was doing everything badly. Um, I mean, even to start that second half, he looked lost. I think there, there was just a play where he thought Derrick Rose was cutting and he wasn't. He just threw the ball directly out of bounds and no one was anywhere near him. So that was coming off of, of game one where Julius Randle was, was not himself either. Um, he was even worse to start this this first half. Kenny, what did you, you think about Julius in the first? Before we get to the good, we're going to start with the bad. Yeah, so for for certain, uh, and it was particularly concerning after the first game when he did not shoot well at all. Um, I will say he, he was the both of the last two games. He he did a great job of rebounding. I think he had six rebounds in the first like eight minutes. Uh, so he was contributing in some way. He had a good. He had a nice defensive stop against Trey Young, which. You know, that that was pretty cool to see. Uh, but he just offensively did not look like the guy that we've been watching all season. 
Uh, it looked like he's kind of got those, you know, first time playing in the playoffs jitters and he you know, was missing shots that he normally makes. He was getting some looks that he, he normally likes. Um, he, I mean, there was a couple times when he looked like he was trying to draw fouls that didn't get called and he was starting to get frustrated with that. So like all around, it wasn't ideal. Um, but he did settle down. Uh, I don't know if it was the end of the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. And that was, um, kind of very big for this team. Yeah. yeah especially yeah, we, coming off that, that last game, I mean, game one was, was probably his worst game of the year, especially when you account for just the full context. And, and even then, like he, he rebounded well, very early in this game, but then he still, he only got one more rebound in the second half after those six in the first eight ish minutes or whatever the numbers were. Uh, and we finishes the half over six from the field set and just seven boards. So after getting six, like immediately, uh, it felt like he was just trying to do, he's trying to force so much and just get to the line and w- nothing was working. And it, it looked like the old Randall it, and after last game, I thought I thought for sure he was going to come out like locked in, and he didn't. And yeah. The second half was much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was getting <clears throat> double teamed every every single play. Not necessarily Capella wasn't coming up to to double team him, but he was just guarding the lane so that if he made a move, he was right there. So he was definitely in a tough spot, and he was having trouble handling that to start. But he he turned it on the second half. Uh, best way to get yourself going is hit a three early. So he did that. I mean, he only ended up with 15, but that means he scored 13 in the second half, which puts him above his 24 points per game pace. So I, I asked you what he did in the first half. Well, How did you feel about the second half, Jen? Yeah, like you said, second half was a lot better. Um, he hit he hit that three to start off the half, which was good. And I think the big notable play, I'd probably talk about it later, uh, was the fact that the assist came from Derek Rose, who started the second half. And that was the first time this this season that uh, Alfred Payton has been healthy. And Tibbs has uh, deviated from the Alfred Payton starting the half thing. And I think it was that was a big part of the, the reason that Julius Randle was so effective to start the half was because, you know, Julius or uh, um, Derek Rose, sorry, is a, is a threat to score and as the threat to get in the paint and, you know, the defense has to respect him. Whereas if Alfred Payton is on the court, no one is watching him. Uh, whoever's guarding him can just leave him to go guard Julius Randall. And they they're sending, you know, two or three bodies of Julius Randall every play and not having the ability to do that really opened things up for him and allowed him to, you know, uh, have a more effective offensive half. Yeah. Yeah. And to get to that point about Alfred, I mean, he started, Played five minutes. Um, Derek Rose came in, played the rest of the first quarter, played the entire second quarter, played the entire third quarter. And he came in and closed out the fourth quarter. Derek Rose ended with 39 minutes. But, I mean, Elf was – he was Elf to, to start this game out. He, uh, he made one out of two free throws, which everyone was happy to see. But then after that play, he came down and just went one-on-one immediately, which was just like, no, that's not – you're not hot because you made one out of two free throws. Just chill. We were, we were all very pumped about it. <laughs> but now we were happy about the one out of two free throws, to be honest. And then you just, you're digging yourself down in the hole again. Yeah. And to, 
to be honest, it looked like he was trying to shoot himself out of this funk, which is yeah. the last thing that anyone on the Knicks, uh, any of the Knicks fan wants to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it looked like he knew that he was only about to play four minutes unless he was doing a good job. So he tried to do a good job, and he, he did not. Um, but it wasn't entirely his fault, I would say. I'm not going to blame everything on, on an elf. <laughs> Nick started winning 7-3. And then, um, I mean, he wasn't the only one missing. The Knicks missed pretty much every single shot in the first quarter. I think they were 4 for 17 was the number we mentioned. Um, and then the Hawks also just came out firing. They hit like four or five threes borderline immediately. Uh, I think their first four shots the first four made shots were all threes. So. I think there there were four for eight to start the game, and all I think their first eight shots from the field were all threes. So they were they were launching. Yeah, yeah. So. They they finished the quarter six for twenty three, twenty six percent overall, and, and one for seven from three. Uh, just no, nothing would go in. Like they weren't taking smart shots either, generally, but they also like weren't getting any lucky bounces. It, it was it was a miserable watch. <laughs> it, it was not. This was not a fun game to watch for about two and a quarter, quarter two and a half quarters. I'll call it. I'll call it like two thirds of the game. Yeah, that sounds about particularly right. pleasant. That sounds about right. I'll, I'll skip ahead to the to the point where it may have gotten a little bit exciting. Um, Reggie Bullock's said He set a tone. I mean, 90s basketball, that's not a flagrant foul. But nowadays, that was definitely a flagrant foul. Uh, so you just, DeAndre Hunter was coming down the floor and he just gave him a little little forearm shiver, um, which, you know, wasn't the best because the Knicks had cut the 13-point lead to eight at that point. But he got the crowd into it. Then the game stopped and the crowd was out of it for a minute. But then... They got back into it again because we started making shots. Yeah, the Knicks went off. I think it was something like a, a thirty to eight run shortly after that, uh, something crazy like that, which was big time because the Knicks. Uh, I think they were they went down ten after those free throws, and then uh, I think he got fouled shooting a three, and he made two of three, so they were down twelve, and then went on that thirty to eight run. So uh, pretty solid. Um, that's a good way to get Madison Square jumping, and Madison Square Garden was going off. Uh, Knicks hit just a bunch of threes in the third quarter. I think there were seven of ten. Bullock hit a couple. Um, I know Burks hit hit a couple. Uh, R.J. Barrett hit at least one. Um, it was that, and that's kind of been their thing. They've been a very good shooting team this year, and then you know they haven't shot well to start this series. And in the third quarter, the cap came off the rim and they were just making everything which was just great to see yeah they for the third quarter reggie goes two for two randall goes two for three rj hits the only three he takes rose goes two for three quickly's the only guy who took a three and didn't make one he goes oh for one seven for ten as a team uh, so so i was wrong about burks i guess those came in the in the fourth uh yes burks didn't take one as he only got in for two minutes in the third, which I would have guessed more. Yeah, so, As he came in when quickly came in, basically, at the very end there. Yeah. So at one point, six minutes left in the third. It's 70 to 58 Atlanta. 
that's when we're, we're that's bad. That's it's not good. That's that's five eighths of the game. That's late. when I'm texting you guys, telling you I'm gonna go to sleep soon. Yeah, five eighths <laughs> of the game, seventy to fifty eight. Then the Knicks make their move. All of a sudden, you know, we're scrolling. Two forty one. It's tied, seventy two to seventy two. So that's a fourteen to two run. And we'll and let, you, take- let me let me jump in there quick and they say they tied it on a Reggie Bullock three and the crowd went off. That was awesome. It was it, Reggie hit back to back threes, I think, or at least from him they were back to back. I don't know if they were literal back to back possessions. Yeah, there was one possession in between them. Yep. And and uh, Julius, so I'll, I'll just walk you through how we tied this game. R.J. Barrett makes a two point shot. Randall makes a free throw. Derrick Rose hits a three. Julius Randall driving layup. And that's the driving layup also gets the crowd really into it because, you know, finally our MVP is doing what we're expecting him to do. And he went in hard on that layup. Like, like, it seemed like in the first half he was trying to draw fouls and stuff. And on that layup in particular, it seemed like he was like, all right, forget that. I'm just going to bully my way through the defense. And he went, you know, directly through Capella. Yelled and won. Didn't get the call, but he made the layup anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. So we finished the quarter winning 75-76 after going into the quarter with a 13-point deficit. That means we won that quarter by how many points, BBD? 14. I didn't listen to the numbers you said, but 14. yes. 14. Yeah. Not a math pot. That's what they say on the, the duck and baseball or something. I don't know. Not a fan. <laughs> but then the fourth quarter starts and this is when you know the garden's really blowing up this this run that the that the uh, the backups made the second unit made alex burke starts it off with a three and then we get the ob top and alley-oop which blows the lid off the entire place um, right it's if, if not if the hawks didn't make a comeback immediately afterward then that would have been the moment of the game. I think that's fair to say. Probably. Mm-hmm. That was, like you said, that really got the crowd going again. And like in the middle of the, the third quarter, like I, I feel like the, there was just no energy. The Knicks were down big. Um, we were all saying we were surprised they weren't down bigger and like not a lot of, not a lot going on. And then they make that comeback. Things start going crazy. And then that dunk comes and it's just, Absolute pandemonium. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the the second unit expands the lead up to ten, which is which is wild. We had a quickly floater in there. <laughs> and then Burks hit a two point shot. Me, it made the Hawks call To get their boys into the game. And so I mean that second unit really. This game was won in the second half, largely by the second unit. Um, <clears throat> But that second unit also blew most of the lead immediately after getting it because the Hawks called a timeout and put all their boys into the game, as I just mentioned. And so, yeah, that was uh, immediately after that timeout. Um, I think it was Herder hit a ridiculously long three, and then you know, um, yeah, there, there there wasn't a lot going on. I think uh, Trey Young um, might have had like a floater. There's a couple like they were re- really keying in on, on Trey Young, like. Reggie Bullock was all over him, and they were every time a screen came, the uh, uh, the guy who was screening like his man doubled on Trey Young like hard. 
Trey got a couple calls on that. Uh, he got one very as soon as he came in against Reggie Bullock, and then he had another one where it looked like he got tied up by uh, Bullock and possibly Noel, possibly Taj Gibson, and they gave him a foul on that. But uh, I think the, the fact that they were going so hard at him, um, like Trey wasn't as effective down the, the down the stretch run as he had been, you know, previously in the game when he had I think 25 in the first half or something like that. So he scored 20 in the first half, 10 in the second, and then 30. So, I mean, the, the defense on Trey Young this game was better. I mean, in the second half, at least, we'll say it was better. The, the first half, yeah. I mean, the guy's good. He was just pulling up from three and doing whatever he wanted and, in, until the second half, which, you know, let's, let's talk about that. So, Reggie Bullock was the primary defender on Trey Young in the fourth, which means RJ didn't really didn't play at all in the fourth. What do we think of that? I mean, that's just what you have to do when you're when you're in that type of predicament. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough because the Knicks, like, yeah. you don't think the Knicks have all of that many good players, but they have the guys who are in the game should have been in the game. Yeah, and Tibbs has done that all year, uh, where he rides the hot hand, and whoever has the hot hand is going to be in. And Reggie Bullock had, I think, four threes in the second half. Uh, so he was the guy who was going to close out that game. And the threes that he hit were all big threes. So crucial. Um, yeah. And it's not, so it's nothing, you know, I don't think it's anything to be surprised by. I think RJ Barrett had a, you know, he had a solid start to the game and I think he had a solid start to the, the third quarter as well. But, you know, the Knicks were riding hot. They were, they went on that 30 to eight run. They were, you know, um, they took the lead. And in that situation, Tibbs goes with the hot hand, and Reggie Bullock was that. So I'm not yeah. not too worried about it. I'm not, you know, yeah. concerned about it. And they got Re- the win. Reggie was was finally the hot hand, which didn't happen at any point in first six quarters of this series. So yeah, I mean, it was him and Randall. Parkin, it made sense. Him and Randall, those first six quarters, turned it around in these last two. That's what did it. Yeah, I mean. I guess the most important thing we have to talk about, which I mentioned very, very briefly, is Derrick Rose. This guy is unbelievable. He's just like coming off the bench as the sixth man. And you can see how he got his sixth man of the year finalist um, nomination because of what what he did. So, Danny, you mentioned how starting him in that second half was – integral so tell us more about derrick rose yeah man and it like derrick rose we've said it before but he just gives me such like makes me a lot more calm than having alfred payton out there because you know he's going to do you know the right thing i think last game he had a solid offensive game but he did have a bunch of turnovers which uh, i think you guys talked about on the Mm. the post game pod last time uh, this game, four assists, one turnover, so in 39 minutes. So he played a lot of minutes this game, and he took care of the ball, and he led all Knicks scorers with 26 points. And it seemed like every time we needed a big bucket, you know, it was either Bullock or Rose hitting the big shot. And I think um, after we took the lead, I'm not sure if uh, the Hawks took it back or they tied it. And then I think Derrick Rose might have, put us ahead for good with a floater followed by, you know, uh, some, some subsequent possessions. Don't yep. quote me on that. I don't remember. Well, that's that's exactly right. right. That is correct. The Hawks tied at 91 to 91. 
Derrick Rose hit a floater with 4.45 left to, to win the game, essentially. Yeah. So there you go. Derrick Rose hit the game-winning shot with 4.45 left um, because the Hawks only ended up with 92 points, and they had 91 at that point, it sounds like. Yeah, that's it's statistically correct. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Derrick Rose, game-winning shot. And like that's, but that's what he's done. And like even last game, before Trey Young made his shot, Derrick Rose had a Rose had the floater to tie it, and he's just been hitting big shots and playing big minutes. And you know, like in the first half when no one could get a bucket, Derrick Rose was like he was making crazy layups and he was making pull up jumpers, and like it was great. And he carried that on into the second half. So uh, again, crazy how far we've come from Derrick Rose's first stint into New York, and just how much. I appreciate his play now. Yeah. And Rose is, it feels like he's the only guy on the team so far this series that is just unfazed by anything, at least scoring wise. The the defense doesn't scare him. He's going right at guys. He's he'll get the layup off around, you know, these long defenders. And I mean, like, yeah, Taj, Taj has been really good, but he's not being asked to score. So yeah, different things I'm worried about there. I think part of that is the fact that Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose have been there before. You know, they've been to Eastern Conference Finals. They've they've been there with Tibbs and on the Bulls. Like Tibbs, they this this is not new to them. So like I I'm willing to give Randall like a benefit of the doubt for the first six quarters. Same with Bullock because like they haven't really been there before, uh, and it seems like they're kind of shaking that feeling now. And you know, I'm hoping to see more of the the good Randall and the good Bullock moving forward. Uh, but it's been great to have Rose and Gibson to lean on um, for those first you know, two games because they have been a steadying presence for this team. Yeah, I mean, Taj Gibson has been unbelievable as well. Played 30 minutes in this one. Um, well, there's Noel still nursing that, that ankle. <clears throat> um, he only had 6.7 boards, but his impact was – was much, much greater than that. He was plus 23 in his 30 minutes. Um, that's a team high. That's a, a game high. He was he was just incredible. His defense on that pick and roll um, down the stretch of that fourth quarter, along with Reggie Bullock, is, is really what, what changed the game because, I mean, Trey Young was just getting what he wanted in all, all first half, all first game, no longer in that fourth quarter. So, Taj Gibson, if time was here, he'd be, he'd be going all for you. Yeah, and I, he, again, it can't be overstated how vital he's been. And like even what we talked about before the series was the offensive rebounding and how much of the concern that was. Clint Capella had one offensive rebound today. Um, the the entire Hawks team had six, and Taj Gibson had four offensive rebounds by himself. So, so. good stuff. And yeah, I mean I Taj. Taj has been yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about. About like you know single game plus minuses, but Taj is plus twenty three. If you watch that game, that's what it felt like. He felt like the single biggest. You know, if if I, I hesitate to say he was our best player tonight, but he was probably in the whole series. He's been like our consistently best, like influence on the game, most consistent positive influence we've had. Uh, he, I've there's so many good things to say about him. He, he's just been making good things happen around him. I like, I've fallen in love with him completely. I mean, I liked everything in the regular season too, yeah. but I will say one thought I was having down the stretch of this, this fourth quarter was like, man, I wish 
all these guys were five years younger and we could just watch them for for five years, five more years. Because these guys, I love this team. And so Taj only ended with six points, but I mentioned Obi's dunk being a potential play of the game. My play of the game turns into Taj's dunk where Julius Randle with 141 left, drives in the lane, dishes it to Taj. It looks like he's going up to dunk it in the middle of three Hawks. And you're like, this can't end well. And then he dunks it. And the Knicks are up seven with under two minutes left. And that's when you finally felt like mildly comfortable. Obviously, we're Knicks fans, so we're not going to say, oh, we're up seven with 141 left. We won. But you felt like well, this this might be real. We Could might actually do this. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of echoing on what BBD said earlier, like, I didn't check the plus minus during the game because I was watching the game. But, like, I would have told you very early on that Taj Gibson looked like our best player, like, regardless of the fact they only scored six points, he only took four shots. Like, he looked like our most productive player while he was on the floor. And so, like, when you see that he was plus 23 in 30 minutes, like, all right, I, I, I'm not shocked, but, like, if, if you're if you're someone who didn't watch this game and who just checks out the box score, that's his, his numbers aren't going to pop out at you, but, like, he was just so important to, to the Knicks just maintaining some level of competency um, when they were struggling early. I mean, I think we covered a lot of it. One thing I, I want to bring back is is the defense on on Trey Young because that's going to be important going into these next, you know, the next two games, next the rest of the entire series. Um, so it looked like they were very, very strongly forcing him left um, in that fourth quarter, which I know has partially been their game plan. Last game, Frank was forcing him left uh, or trying, but he kind of got a uh, off balance and Trey Young just went yeah. right on him despite being Trey just didn't left. let it happen. Yeah, yeah. But Reggie Bullock wasn't having it. And then uh, it seemed Tom would be better with the X's and O's, but it seemed they were making him start the pick and roll a little higher up. And that second, the the roll, the the big was really coming at him to the double team him at the at the end there. So they're making him. Yeah, yeah. They were they were blitzing him completely and like. If the Knicks were going to get beat, it wasn't going to be by Trey Young. Um, they were going to make him pass the ball off and, and someone else take the take the shot. Um, I don't know if you have the fourth quarter stats, BBD, but I feel like Trey didn't do much after he came in. He might have had a had one shot that I remember, but um, down the stretch, like I know they they kind of blitzed him. Yeah, he only got three shots off in the fourth quarter, and and one of those was it's the was only like three he took. I think he one just got that, a floater at one point. Yeah, so he scored two points in the, in the fourth. And that, that three he took was a bomb when the Knicks were up seven or nine. And it was a, it was a terrible shot, but it was like yeah. kind of desperation. And that's really when I thought the Knicks were going to win. But then the Hawks got the rebound and got another open three. That's when I thought the Knicks were going to lose. But they missed that three, and then I said, okay, <laughs> we are going to win. Yeah. Roller coaster ride to be the Knicks fan. Good stuff, and I'm I, I'm interested to see um, if that defense keeps up in in the next few games. Like if they just keep blitzing him like they ha- they were, or if that's just kind of a short term fourth quarter situation. Because like 
they did pick up a couple fouls doing that, and I don't know if it's a sustainable plan for the entire game because Trey Young is Trey Young, and he's going to get some of those calls. And you know, uh, early foul trouble isn't really what you're what you're aiming for. So like in the fourth quarter, when you know you have some some leeway, maybe, but uh, early foul trouble isn't isn't the, a recipe for success against the Hawks. Especially in Atlanta, going away, you'll you'll think he'll probably get some some home cooking. Like one more thing that we haven't touched on that much is just that I, I we we touched on him a little bit, but I want to talk about Obi Toppin a little more just because his I mean he only got twelve minutes, but I feel like he is another guy who was very instrumental in the Knicks having some you know semblance of competency at stretches during this game. Like that dunk was big. He played some decent defense. Uh, he hit a three, which is always cool to see. Like Obi. I, and I think I said it in the at halftime, but like OB, Derek Rose, and Taj Gibson were the three best Knicks for you know the first six quarters of this of this playoff series, which is crazy because it shows you how far OB's come from being just not good at all. Yeah, and even, or even if if not the best Knicks, at least the three guys on the team you can say are for sure bringing their best the whole time they've been playing. And it's it's crazy. I mean, I didn't have OB logging in both games. He logged twelve productive playoff minutes. Yeah. Not I didn't have that on the board. <laughs> and yeah. given what? everything we saw in the regular season, besides, I guess I, I know I know that it got better in the in like April when I basically had to not watch as much Knicks. So, uh, so it's a little bit of oversight by me on, on the improvements he made, but. I didn't think he was going to contribute like this and and maybe Randall struggling has helped him a little bit because they were able to just throw him out there for five full minutes at a time and and let him kind of do his thing. And I think, I think we're going to continue to see that like no matter, even if he wasn't playing, because that's, that's another thing that uh, Tibbs has done all year. It's just, it's either Randall or Toppin. One of them is on the court kind of like they always have, a traditional senator, although they, though they went small for a few possessions today, which was uh, interesting and shows that the Tibbs was you know, experimenting a little bit yeah. with uh, Capella off the court. But man, Obi <laughs> Obi's turnaround this season has been impressive, and uh, he's really uh, kind of made himself into a, a, a fan favorite in these playoffs. Yeah. And, and Jake Jake also made the point that. Uh, Obi trying to dunk things that he definitely can't dunk and getting fouled is just that might be a recipe for success. Uh, he yeah. did that twice today and he he got four free throws out of it. He made made three of the four, and mm-hmm. that's I mean whatever works. Take that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he only has three rebounds. I would have guessed more. I mean, not much more, but I would have guessed more. And all of them felt like pretty impressive boards too. Like he had to fight for him, which we kind of <laughs> kind of didn't see all year. And just playing <laughs> playing solid defense, not not stand out, but solid. And, and Obi <laughs> make making me very 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 happy. Yeah, and Clyde was going off about it as well. He's he's kept saying he's playing more than he ever did in the regular season, which is something that you don't see, which is is true. I mean, he played about it's it's it's. That's about the same, maybe a little bit more than what he was playing in the regular season, mm. regularly. Most but it was just better, so maybe it seemed like more. Yeah, 
I feel like you don't, you especially don't usually see that with, uh, with the guy who's your rookie. Like maybe if yeah. you have some, some vet on the team, like, yeah, Taj getting a minutes bump in the playoffs makes a little bit of sense. You don't need to run him into the ground in the regular season. Cause like kind of doesn't matter. You want to see what other people can do. Um, but, but it's, it's very shocking coming from Obi that, <laughs> that he gets the minutes bump and all of the minutes have been good. Like I, I can't think of like a thing he's done that made me like mad. Like one of the threes he took at one point, I was like, oh, don't, don't go for that. But and I think I think one, one of those he he made also. So who cares? Yeah, and and kind of one of the big turning points for him is that like all season he know he knew he wasn't getting a lot of minutes, so he was going all out. Uh, he's still going all out, but now it, it seems a little more controlled. Like uh, on defense, he's not you know running right by the the pump fake. He's kind of closing out in a more sensible way. And then on offense, he's like, he's he's going at the boards. He's going he's going hard for dunks that he may or may not have an opportunity to get. And he's he's getting himself opportunities. And you know now his teammates have become more you know accustomed to finding him for those opportunities. And it's a real boost when the when he gets one of those dunks and the crowd goes off. It's it it, it helps the team. And so those twelve minutes that he's putting in work are are a big twelve minutes. Yeah, every I mean, and everything he does gets the crowd going. That's... And the crowd, the crowd was was amazing in these first two games. Me and Kenny were part of it in that first one. Is is it was unbelievable to be to be back live live place. We definitely felt like it was full. It was very it was very full. Uh, I think it was like seventy five percent of what they're allowed of what it so. could technically have. Full capacity. <clears throat> And it was loud, uh, and it was good to have it loud. We're, we're going to have to deal with with how how loud Atlanta is, and they're going to be rooting for the other team. So we'll see how how we respond to that. We're going to need Randall to be Randall um, a little earlier in these next couple games, I think. Um, going to need everybody to just continue doing a good job. Hit some threes, Bullock, Burks. You know, I don't, we don't want to get into the how we're going to win next game. I think we've covered most of it. I don't know if you guys have any final yeah. parting shots. I think Not we're really. good. I, only thing I've got is just, all right, now we've, now Julius has put together a good run of, of playoff minutes. So it's yeah. like going on the road. And now that we've seen you, seen you do it, let's get off to a good start next game, please. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. otherwise I, that, I will cry. Getting that first win out of the way. And big I, I just want to see the Knicks team that we saw in the last third of this game continuing to play because, like, that's the that's the team that we saw this season a lot, uh, and you know they were not playing that way for most of last game and for for most of this game. Yeah, I mean, as as Randall goes, the Knicks go. He was he today especially. He just was he was like nothing for for the first half. And the Knicks showed that. So get Randall going, and the Knicks got this. That's uh, that's that's our most improved player. I don't. I think that was recently announced. So I guess I'll throw that out here. He yeah. won most improved player, and you know he's he, first he, episode since then. And he was the most improved player in the second half of this game. Mm-hmm. See how I brought that back. That's perfect. It's a perfect closing statement. So the Knicks win this one. 
And uh, I think I feel pretty comfortable saying the Knicks. The Knicks are back. Knicks tape.